Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. We are back again. India Quinn. We're going to send her a copy of this podcast, and we just love India and her voice and everything else she does. The Mighty Quinn, as we call her, from Voice123. She's from Australia, if you can't tell. I'm Tim Proctor. Check your six podcast. I'm across the table from... Craig Lyson with Vets Growth. Vets Growth at info at Vets... Go ahead. No, I didn't know we were doing that. Yeah, we'll do it now. Okay. So, info at vetsgrowth.com. And I messed that up. And I'm thinking about Jennifer sitting right next to me. I'm like, why would I even think about that? So, good thing you can edit these. <laughs> oh, no, that, that's staying in there. I got to hold something. Oh, thanks. I'm doing it. I got to hold something over your head. I'm going to hire an attorney. I hope you got one. This is mine. Yeah, we've got you know, That's a great segue. Yeah, about hiring an attorney, about attorneys, and, and they get a bad rap, but. We have, again, back with us today, Jennifer from the TheOrlandoLawGroup.com, a great law firm here in Central Florida. So, Jennifer, welcome back again and for taking us extra time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. We've talked a lot off air before and after the segment about, I don't know, a bazillion things. But, Jennifer, and I'm gonna, I've got it in front of me today. So we're going to lead a, read a little bit of the <laughs> of the bio so people know that you are the manager, partner, and founder of the Orlando, it's called OLG in your in your bio thing, but it's the Orlando Law Group. Yes. For 20 years now, you're providing all types of lawyer services. You're not just small business. You provide everything? Yeah, we are full service because most legal problems are not just a little silo. It's a lot of things. General and civil litigation, business law, disputes special needs, education law, family law, personal injury, real estate, and the list goes on. You've represented all kinds of people, both in federal, state, and appellate courts. You are among the 105 ranked of the top 500 fastest growing law firms in the country, which is pretty awesome, right here in Central Florida. And you've got a reputation really for being community-minded, thinking outside of just being a lawyer. You help in so many ways, and you're helping with us today being here talking about business law. It's not just business. So tell me some other things that you do there at the Orlando Law Group and then how people can get a hold of you. Okay. We also have a title company. We do all the whole real estate. We recently opened a commercial and residential real estate brokerage. We also have a sports agency. So um, sports and talent agency. So one of the things that we do a little bit differently is we work with a lot of attorneys, obviously. And being a lawyer is great, but people burn out having just one thing going on in your life now, especially now more than ever, is probably not enough. Everybody needs to expand and broaden their horizons. Because we are full service, we have clients coming to us with real estate needs. And I've done a lot of people like models and actors and actresses, and I kind of see what's out there and how they're getting taken advantage of. So all of our growth has always been organic growth. If I see people doing providing services that aren't that great, and I know that we could provide them too, That's kind of how things have worked. And attorneys who are interested in those areas, then I kind of help them open a side business that we work together in and we leverage everything that we've got to build a bigger network of everything. It's just more, again, even the initially, I thought we'd just be a small neighborhood law firm doing a few things and helping with wills and that sort of thing. So a little bit of small business and it just grew and grew as I saw our clients' needs grow. 
Craigie said this in the last episode she was in. It really is once people get to know you and get to know your heart and your passion. You're not the typical lawyer. You don't see you blasted all over TV telling how you're going to sue everybody for every <laughs> single penny that somebody else has and you're going to collect the money and, and be a bazillionaire. You really do focus on the community. Tell me about some of the other things. First, how people can get a hold of you. And then some of the other things that you're doing in the community outside of just being a fantastic law group. Our number is 407-512-4394. You can also see everything that we offer um, and contact us through our website, which is at theorlandolawgroup.com. And we also have info at theorlandolawgroup.com if you want to email. Um, I know a lot of people like to check out the website and the social media profile and things, YouTube channel and all that. So we have all that available. So do you have a LinkedIn availability of people on We do LinkedIn? have LinkedIn. Okay. Yes, we have the Orlando Law Group on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Twitter. Facebook, on Twitter, on Insta. You know, you so, gotta So in other words, she's she's not one of these typical people that you just see her on the on the bus stop where she just does one thing. It's a one stop shop with all the different offices you have here out throughout Orlando that I don't know where you live. It's right there, available. It's convenient. No. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do it. <laughs> no, <it's close. laughs> uh, we're going to have fun. So what else do you do in the community? Okay. And yeah, we, we that was one of our tenants when we started. But we are very involved in local chambers because that is where the small businesses are, large businesses too. But legal counsel for the East Orlando Chamber and the Seminole County Chamber we also work with several nonprofits throughout Seminole Orange and Osceola. Um, a lot of us are parents at the Orlando Law Group, so I've always been busy with the PTOs and the PTAs and all that sort of thing. My son has autism, so I've been involved in autism charities, several of them around the community. One of our other moms, her sons are blind, so she's involved with Lighthouse. So we do a lot of that type of work. What We have a veteran, a couple of veterans actually that work with us. So they do some of the veterans organizations in town. So we tend to um, try to be everywhere where people need us. Wow. That's I'd, great I'd, to know. Just looking at the website, you don't pick up on everything that you do because you can't look and you can't see everything. But that's fantastic. Besides just being a great law, and not because you're sitting here and because you're <laughs> one of the guests, but they, they really do have a fantastic reputation. And we talked about a lot about last segment about the small business and some of the things that you don't know, you don't realize. It kind of ended with commercial leasing. But this session is going to be called to LLC or not LLC. So tell me the difference between LLC, S Corp, C Corp. Are there advantages one to another? I know it's going to be there's a ton of information in that. So give me the definitions of those. Okay. An LLC is probably the best vehicle for a business in general. It is something that you go on SunBiz. A lot of people have heard SunBiz or know what it is. You go onto SunBiz and you make yourself an LLC. A lot of people do it and stop there. But if you're going to do nothing else, that's something you need to do. The LLC, though, the IRS doesn't recognize a, an LLC as a thing, which is super weird, but that's yeah. how it is. You, ha you, yeah. you have to register it. You have to do all this stuff, but we're really not going to count you as anything. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're called a pass-through. I'm not sure what you're passing through, but I think at some point it'll probably be something, but uh, the law just varies a lot from state to state. One of the things I hear a lot is uh, people used to hear Delaware Corporation, and some people think that they should incorporate in Delaware still. That definitely is not something that you should do for almost anyone, especially yeah. since we have no income tax here in the state of Florida. Talk to me a little bit about that. What do you mean by the Delaware what, what is that? I mean, probably 20, 30 years ago, Delaware was super forward thinking as far as corporate law. 
and even LLCs, they're fairly new, which is why the IRS doesn't recognize them. So uh, I think pretty much all states have them now, but the law varies a lot. So corporate law varies from state to state. Delaware is one of the first ones that put in all these protections for businesses. Now that's fairly standard. So especially since we're lucky enough to live in Florida where we don't have corporate income tax, don't go to a state that has corporate income tax if you're lucky enough to have your business in Florida. There's not that many states across the country that have that great thing that we have, and we've got to take advantage of it. So all the tourists pay for this. That's why we're here, because all the tourists come down here for all Oh, they're still stuff. coming? Oh, oh, that's yeah, great. That's right. that's oh, we get more. They'll yeah. be back. They'll, they'll be um, back. Nevada, too. Yeah, like those states where, uh, and there's certain reasons to incorporate in some states, but that's like for another podcast. So once you're an LLC, then you have to either be an S-Corp or a C-Corp. You could be a sole proprietor also. There's a few other things, but basically you choose S-Corp or C-Corp. You can also be a partnership. There's pluses and minuses to all of them. In general, an S-Corp is a simple corporation, shareholders and stock certificates and all that. It can have all of that, but that's super overwhelming. Yeah. The good thing about an S-Corp is, is that you could pay yourself W-2 wages. So that's the big differentiator and why it's good. If you make money. True. So you have to make money to pay yourself, <laughs> so which is commercial. To go back to this wages thing, is that the only thing from that particular standard, the S-Corp is the only way you can pay wages by using the S-Corp? Yes. Yeah, so if you are a W-2 wages, so the difference between a partnership and an S-Corp, I mean, the law firm's a partnership and a lot of law firms tend to be partnerships. Those are good in certain situations because the percentage of ownership doesn't have to match the compensation. So again, that's there's reasons for everything. But if you don't talk to your accountant or a lawyer or something, you're just going to pick one. If you don't pick any, you default to S. So eventually the IRS gives you something, but you just default to S. If you don't pick and you didn't mean to do that, it's really tough to back your way out of it. But yeah, that's the only way if you're an owner of an S-Corp, you could pay yourself W-2 wages. And that's good because obviously you're paying the payroll tax out of the business. And if you're not getting W-2 wages, then there's self-employment tax, which is higher than what you would get as a W-2 employee. And a lot of it go, a lot of it depends on, and I'm, and again, I've learned a lot of this stuff. The first year was a loss for me, so I did not pay myself. The second year was a profit, but I purchased a van as a business purchase. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you learn all those things because at one point my CPA said, you're going to have to start paying yourself at some point. If you don't, then that's a, a whole other issue that we're going to talk about with a CPA. But it does allow you to pay the taxes, and those taxes come out of the corporation. There are some benefits. Again, it's still, I have no clue of what we do. I just, do I need to pay this now or do I need to pay this later? He said, pay it now. We're good to go. So anyways, go ahead. Yeah, it's all strategy. And that's the thing. It's like, if you don't ask, you don't know, and you just make decisions or they're made for you. But I mean, the W-2 wages thing is huge, but sometimes a partnership is a really good thing too, because again, the whole percentage of ownership, you can make somebody an owner, but not give them a whole lot of control or no control, but pay them more than what their ownership shares are. Because most people think I own four shares of stock. That means I only could get 4% of the profits. If you're a partnership, you don't have to do that. But then if you're an S-Corp, you could give them an employee contract and then you could pay them more that way. That's one of the good things about an LLC also. I mean, in a, just a corporation, shares equal votes. In an LLC, you can have a silent partner that really is silent because LLCs are run by managers 
And if you want to have somebody be an owner, they don't necessarily have to be a manager. Don't get any ideas, Tim. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk. No, I'm, just... I'm a manager. That's when managers fancy. Sometimes it's not. But I'm just thinking about my wife here. She's she's 49%. She doesn't want to know, but, but it's still, I ask a bunch of people. I talk to other people in the industry. What do you do? How do you do? And I did some research before we decided to do this, but it's still, it's daunting when you go in and look at this because you really don't know. You just don't know what's going to be the best for you to do. And I, I would have to say this on Jennifer's behalf that because of being her who she is, this is an ongoing everyday event. You learn as you go. You think you're going to ask a question that she might know and she'll know it. So that's where your value comes in of hiring a person like her. We'll go back to the episode last time about the money that you don't spend now to save money later. It's gone because... The money you need to spend talking to you will save you a lot down the road once you become more successful, I'm assuming. Well, in taxes alone, like I said, if you structure yourself properly, then you're going to save money, let alone like customer disputes and partner disputes and all that. But I mean, when I sit down with somebody, I say, look, what do you want the future to be of your business? Because if it's just I want to sit in my living room and make these make this art and sell it in an art show once in a while. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, if you want to grow, if you want investor money, that's all the stuff that you should be thinking about from the beginning. Because if you structure yourself right, you won't have to make changes or it'll be real simple then to bolt on that silent partner who's going to give you some capital to buy your building as opposed to making it almost impossible and we have to start from scratch. I've heard this more than once, you start with the end in mind. And that's really, that's a challenge for a lot of us. I don't know where I want to end. So how do you start with the end in mind? What does that mean when you start with the end in mind? I think most people have an idea of if they want the business to grow and how they want it to grow. They might not know like what that will look like in the end, but if they know they're going to need more capital, if they know they want a building, if they know they want the small thing that they're building, they need to buy a big machine. Those are the kind of questions that we ask, and then we back our way into how to make that happen. Perfect. That's a great answer to that. We'll come back and do a little bit more of that after the break, talk about C-Corp. And then we'll talk about some other things about registering, copywriting, trademark, and all that other stuff. Ready for it? Perfect. You got all the answers for this. <laughs> we will be right back. Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your six. We serve a diverse range of clients at the Orlando Law Group, ranging from individuals and families to large corporations, small businesses, and homeowners associations. For our business clients, we are experts at setting up new businesses and partnerships, buying or selling companies, writing contracts, and establishing trademarks and copyrights. We are fluent in Spanish and Portuguese, frequently working with international clients. You can reach us by phone at 407 512 4394 or online at the Orlando Law All right, we are back for the second half of To LLC or Not LLC. And we're talking with Jennifer Englert, the Orlando Law Group at the Orlando Law Thank you again for being here once again with us. Give people the information on how to get hold of you. Our number is 407-512-4394. And our website is theorlandolawgroup.com. You could also reach us at info at theorlandolawgroup.com. 
And I'm Tim Proctor. I'm sitting across the table from Craig Lyson. Craig? Hey, I'm with Vets Growth, and it's info at vetsgrowth.com, and our phone number is 407-754-5779. Wow, he nailed that, didn't <laughs> Man, did I? I was looking at you, not worried, looking at Jennifer over here. Oh, I'll I stop said, hey, making faces at you while you try to... <laughs> We could probably do that. Uh, GRP Studios here in Longwood, Florida, grpstudios.com or Tim at grpstudios.com or info at grpstudios.com and 407-862-6882. If you have questions, if you want to know about some things, especially on today's and last episode's topic, the need for a lawyer, which we've discovered we all do probably before we really start anything else other than the business plan, which is I'm going to make this thing and I'm going to make a ton of money which always works. And I'm going to so, hire you because we can make that money. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. So we've talked about LSES Corp. So talk about the, the C Corp. What is the difference between a C Corp and an S Corp? Okay, C Corps are a lot more complicated, but there are times when you need it. We do a lot out with the incubator and some technology companies. So if you're, a, 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 I mean, they all start, a lot of them start with a small idea, but if you're somebody who's going to need a lot of capital and need it to come from a lot of different places, usually a C-Corp is what you need, especially a lot of people are financing things with retirement funds or for, taking it out of 401ks and stuff. I don't, yeah, I, you made that face. I make the face too, because yeah. that is protected money. But also there's like family trusts and that sort of thing. And there's also where you could do notes for shares to be issued later, like all of that sort of thing, which is definitely a lot higher level. But a, a lot of businesses do eventually need that, especially in the technology sector, at which we have a lot of. I mean, somebody has a small idea that's an app and it becomes a whole lot larger. A lot of those get financed in these creative ways. And that's more of a C-Corp kind of thing. Technology is a big part of what we do here in Central Florida. We have a lot of federal contractors here, Martin Marietta, Lockheed. Right. We have a lot of those people that do that type of thing. So is that do they make it S-Corp for simple and C-Corp for complicated? Yes. It's kind of ironic. <laughs> well, now I mean, we yeah, got the honest that's truth. That's how I explain it. But, um, and a lot of people start as S and you could go to C. I mean, you can do some back and forth. Sometimes it's not great, which is like why we like to have that conversation about what is your plan in the future. But I'm um, going from an S to a C. The IRS encourages that. They know that's usually a growth thing. So normally you can do that fairly easily. And we did talk about start with the end in mind. And I've had people ask me that, well, what is your end game? What is your exit strategy? My exit strategy is to get out of the building without setting it on fire, essentially, without doing a whole lot. I'm, I, should you have an exit strategy? How long are you going to work this? How long do you want to do what you're doing? The gentleman that, that has been my mentor, Ken Smith, he's nearly 70 years old. He's still cranking it. He's still doing what he does. Oh, it's good to know for me. It's, it's really good to know <laughs> for you. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting pretty close. Hey, you're, are you in that group that's vulnerable right now? You are, aren't you? No. Why aren't you wearing a face mask? Because Why don't you have? No, because I wash my face every day. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so handsome. Yes. Boy, we talk about being a liar now. Oh my gosh! I wonder if she's got a co colleague that I can go to her. <laughs> yeah. So, but again, you start with the end in mind. I'm not sure what that really does mean. I mean, is that, are you looking to, I want to build this business to eventually sell it, to move on to something else? Is that the entrepreneurial spirit? Is that really what they're talking about? Or is it something deeper than that? Well, there's something called succession planning, and it is something that every business should do. Maybe not at the very beginning, but once you're a few years in. Now, if you do that partnership agreement that we talked about in the other session, some of that in a partnership agreement is thinking about the end. 
if you're going to sell to each other, if you pass away, if you want to wind it down. So normally a partnership agreement talks about that sort of thing. And it's something that we talk about at least a little bit while we're drafting it. And not to be tremendously morbid, but, and I think about this, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Something could happen to any one of us today that takes away our lives and we're, we leave this then with somebody else. Is that something we need to address as well? If something were to happen to me catastrophically, what happens to the business? Does that need to be planned? It really does. I I mean, there's life insurance policies you can get where the business is the beneficiary and it could pay off your shares. Especially if you put so much time into a business, you might not probably want it to die with you, but your spouse might need the money that you were making in the business. There's really simple things you can do like these life insurance policies and other things. If you want to pass it on to the next generation, a lot of people do that also. But if you don't plan for that, what if they can't afford to basically buy you out when you pass? Or if you just want to retire and not work forever, but you want your kids to take it over? There's lots of ways to do all that. It really isn't that difficult. But if you don't plan for it, it is. And then it can be a real wake-up call. And my son has always said, hey, Dad, when, when you decide you don't want to do this anymore, can I have the business? Can I do the business? I said, absolutely, son. <laughs> And just take royalty fees. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. My son is an awesome young man. He's just turned 30, just got married. He's a drummer. He does, he plays drums. He picks up musical aptitude. It's sickening. For those of us that love music and love to be able to do that, that can't, and then he can do it, it's it's really irritating. I got two guitars. I don't even know how to play. My daughter taught herself off YouTube how to play, and she's up there. I'm like, is that you? And it is her. I don't, I mean, it's, if you've got that gift, you just got it. I I should have had a kid. (laughs) Yeah. But no, he's, he's, uh, he, he works for a mortgage firm right now, and he is the funder. He is a funder. So I told him, I said, he's, a, he's a big superhero, guys. I said, Austin, you got to, you got to, for, for Halloween, you've got to be, you know, Austin, God of Thunder. Said, oh, yeah, you got a big shirt, got a big F on your chest. And anyways, I don't know what that has to do with small businesses, but we are graced again to have Jennifer here today talking about businesses. So, okay, you've decided you're going to be, you're going to be an S-Corp or an LLC S-Corp. You've got your business plan pretty well developed. You kind of have an end in mind. In five years, I'd like to be this. In 10 years, I'd like to be this. And this is going to be my exit program. So now do you copyright? Do you register? Do you trademark? What do you do with your name and or logo? And why should you? Okay, well, it's more important now than it used to be because of domain names. So the copyright slash trademark, trademark is usually a logo, maybe, or or a small word mark. Like if you've got a slogan or a call to action or a product name or something that's really unique to you, you can just trademark those couple words. We could do it with a logo or just a logo separately. Copyright is more if you've got like a manual, something you've written, If you've got code, we do a lot of computer code now for different apps and things. But the re, I mean, and copyright for code and things, I think that's pretty self explanatory. You don't want someone to steal Steal that. But the whole trademarking thing, if you've got a name that you really like and somebody else decides to take that domain name or somebody takes the Facebook page, then you can't use it. You're sunk. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, this comes up all the time. I mean, like I have a dog groomer here. Somebody got a similar name out in California. They took the Facebook page. Theoretically, they're never going to compete because they're here in Florida. That one's out in Los Angeles or whatever. But they can't get the Facebook page that they want. So they've got to come up with some weird way to make a Facebook page. And when people search for it, they're not going to find them. They're going to find the person in California 
that doesn't mean they're going to call them, but they're going to get frustrated. And then they might say, you know what, I'm just going to find somebody else. And you lose business. Exactly. Wow. And I mean, not being able to get your domain name to especially is difficult. Uh, I mean, I, we know there's those other extensions like .org and things we can do. But that's, I mean, we all know. I mean, when you make a business, you should be thinking about all of those things because so you want your customers to you find you. you handle all that as well. Yes. And I, that really isn't difficult either. It is a difficult, especially federal, there's a lot of fake email. Like when you put into the system, you get emails from all these other companies oh. saying you need this and that. Right. We didn't talk about that even with the LLC. When you do that, you get emails and Tons. mails that make it look like if you don't do pay them $600 and... Oh, yeah. Then then <laughs> register for Sam if you want to be a small business that does work with the government. And register for those. And it doesn't cost anything. This is a freebie for me. This is something I do know. Well, that's really it doesn't cool. cost anything for you to register your, your Sam identification stuff. But I right. get email after email, literally dozens a day, saying, go in. And for $600, we can register you with the Sam. Blah, blah, blah. And then you get an email from the Sam registration that says, remember, this is free. All you have to do is update your information, verify your information, you're good to go. But you get tons of those kind of emails. Who does, yes. you, who does all your answering? Because I know you get flooded with stuff. Well, I mean, usually, uh, I'm, uh, especially with business owners, I mean, we develop a pretty close relationship quickly. And uh, most of them then say, look, I got this. Is it anything? And I'll just be like, no. And then once you tell them once that that's a scam, they know from then on not to. But I mean, we email, I mean, people text me, I'd rather they not, but they Facebook message me. Email's always the quickest, easiest way. But then also, um, like Sharice is the business paralegal, so she does a lot of the intake and back and forth. My paralegal personally is Carol. We, I mean, we have a team, it's not just me, so they're able to get to somebody. And a lot of times they know the answer, and if not, they know to come to me. Carol, so. the real tall girl? Sharice is the real tall one. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. You know her? Oh, Karen. Karen. Yes. Karen no. Raybon? No, <laughs> yes. No. She is the tall. She might be tall. Therese is pretty tall, too. Karen but, rides um, a motorcycle. Yes. Well, no, yeah, that's, that's Karen. No, Karen, and she's gonna, Karen is Fender Fluff, and she that's will right. say that. She that's is right. Fender she is. Fluff, and for yeah. those that ride, I'm sorry, don't be offended. My wife rides. She rides her own motorcycle. Karen is very proud to be Fender Fluff. Yes, and she's said it on many she's occasions. Called, yes. so you're, she's yes. very good. She's yes. awesome. She's awesome. really cool. That's something I do need to do now because GRP Studios Inc. is not trademarked, not registered. Anybody at any time could come along and take that. So the logo and the name I need to have done. So right. I'm probably going to be calling somebody at the Orlando Law Group dot com and find out what do I need to do to actually make that happen because it needs to happen for me. It really does. All right, somebody doesn't do that. What does it take then to recoup that? Let's talk about legal fees and how do you protect yourself from that other than just a trademark or a copyright how do well, you protect yourself yeah i mean if you don't have a trademark and they do then you just have to change your name <laughs> and so. then, you, then you lose all that clout i mean oh, you lose a man. ton of reputation and, and people are reaching out to you and they're reaching out to the other person trying to get it but then your reputation if they don't follow up of what you gave to them it could fold back off on them saying that well tim didn't do it that way tim always did this you know They'll be hopefully reaching out to you. How do you get in touch with them to make sure they you get your business so back? So that's, that's just really, now, like Greg built this business. He started in 74 writing a jingle for a commercial and then morphed into doing a video. He was he shot MTV's first spring break back here. I think it was in 80. Oh, wow. Or You weren't born yet. Way before you were born. I went it, to high school in Volusia County. I remember oh, that. Okay, this <laughs> conversation's over with. <laughs> Excellent. 
so yeah, so he he did that, and he has built. He's worked with some of the top vocal individuals in the country back in the eighties when it was it was just Orlando was going to become the new Hollywood East. Mm-hmm. He, he, so he built this company. He didn't. He was going to sell it when I when I got hooked up with him a few years ago. He was going to sell it, just sell it outright, close the doors, and not knowing a lot of what we just talked about in the last episode, I should have done more homework, but I didn't because it's really, I wanted to do this because I really enjoy it, but I need to protect what he has built because the last thing I want to do is take over this business. It's been almost three years now and somebody to come along and, well, we're going to take this and 45, 48 years of history is gone. Right. I can't recoup it. Well, and if you go to sell it, then also it doesn't have the value that it does if you don't have ownership of, I mean, I know you say he had a fictitious name, but even that, if you don't renew the fictitious name and then it's, it's not yours. So who do I have to call over there? The Orlando group to ask somebody about this. Ask for Sharice, the other tall one. Sharice, the other tall one. <laughs> so if I ask for the tall one, like, wow. Yeah, if you tell what that you want to trademark, I mean, they'll probably say get with Jennifer, but um, if I'll, I'll take your card and make sure Sharice gives you a call. But I, I mean, normally when that sort of it, they get, gets to me first and then I'll say, okay. But sometimes, I mean, again, we would have had to have a conversation. We've had it here, but um, at least I want to make sure that that's what the person actually needs. Sometimes they just need state. Sometimes they just need federal. So we talk about that stuff before we start doing anything. Wow. Well, that again, we're going to take some of our own advice that you have been giving out to people for free. Thank you very much for that. But we're going to have to end up doing that. And you probably should do that with Vets Growth. Although you're in, are you in the, are no. you in the five-year program for developing your? It's, your... it's called, uh, oh, Social Security is coming in in two months. So anyway, what it comes down to is I, I highly recommend her because even though you think you're getting free information, there's tons of more information that comes with it. Yeah. So just don't take what you've learned from this podcast. You definitely need to make an appointment with this law group, and they will give you more details. And if you're not fortunate enough to be anywhere close or to get a hold of them or you can't do that, then find somebody that's reputable, although I don't think they're going to have. Maybe it would be the 104th most, <laughs> you know, highest growing or something. But no, it's it's been great having you here, Jennifer. Again, give people the information on how to get a hold of you. Sure. It's 407 407- 512-4394. Our website is theorlandolawgroup.com. And you could also reach us at info at theorlandolawgroup.com by email. And we're on all those social media, YouTube, you're everywhere. Facebook, everywhere. all that. I mean, if, you, if you can't find her, you're somewhere else. Yeah, you, we don't need to be in business. <laughs> That's <either>. right. <laughs> all right, Craig, how do people get a hold of you? I hope they get a hold of me. It's a 407 no, is it 407? Yeah, it's 407. There's the age. It's 407-754-5779. Just call me. Don't worry about the email. I, I live off my phone. Info. You're right. You do info <laughs> at VetsGrowth. I get stuff from you all at info at VetsGrowth.com. And then GRP Studios, info at GRPStudios.com or 407-862-6882. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, other things you want to know about, let us know. We'll bring that up on other broadcasts, and we will have you back again here in the future because I want to deep dive into some some really different stuff. Uh, so you can give me some more of your expertise, and I will make an appointment with Sharice and find out about trademark and logoing and all that other stuff we're supposed to do. Awesome. Thanks for the opportunity. I like sharing this information. Because the better Great. everybody else does, <laughs> 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 the better you can prepare a small business, the better the chances are to succeed. That's exactly. correct. And That's when correct. they succeed, you know, a rising tide raises all boats kind of thing. The better they succeed, then the better you do in the long run. So, again, thank you for being here. You guys are awesome. And we'll see you back here next time.
Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.